Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Happy Monday, Dr. Paul. How are you? I'm doing fine, good. ready and raring to go. Yeah, lots of news. There's still a few problems out there. The two main problems, I guess, have been occupying our activities for a year or so. If you had uh, CDC and and uh, the current foreign policy, which was which was quiescent for a while, as soon as he's been activated with his new president, he hasn't made things better. Although they're all a bunch of interventionists to some degree, yeah. uh, this uh, this thing is on on Biden is sort of exploding on him. I think he. Uh, if you're a Republican, a diehard Republican, you might say, hey, he's splitting the Democratic Party. And uh, maybe the maybe the Republican Party is a little bit split on uh, coronavirus, too, yeah. uh, because of the disagreement on the, how to handle it. Anyway, I want to start off with, um, with something to dealing with uh, coronavirus. And uh, people, you know, we have to say that uh, if you're in the drug uh, business and you, you have a little bit of Pfizer stock, you might say, hey, Happy my days. stock went up. My <laughs> yeah. stock went up, uh, and and for a reason because the collusion is was working. It was they were pestering for a while. We knew that the pharmaceutical companies and the government are almost one and the same. At least uh, you know the the drug lobby has tremendous power in Washington. But the news was Pfizer jab receives. Full approval. They've talked about this for a long because yeah. they've only been doing it for about 18 months now and pouring it out and making billions. Yeah. But uh, and some people argue the case that uh, you know you're not you're not supposed to do that if you're if you're in, in the establishment you're supposed to wait for an approval. But that didn't matter. There was a super emergency. What they haven't added up yet. Uh, are the complications that may be tied to the vaccine yeah. and the current treatment that uh, there's a lot of hint that there's going to be a large number of people that uh, you know had had, had uh, it was short of having tremendous benefit from the vaccine full proof of the Pentagon and also uh, the Pentagon vaccinations for all troops now that they have it's approved now because I guess they didn't it would be an embarrassment if if they gave the vaccine to the troops uh, that's a hundred percent government you know yeah. and then if there were a lot of complications uh, maybe more attention this way you know these thousands of complaints that we hear about but nobody really pays much attention to it they can ignore a lot of that and uh, now uh, uh, they're feeling good about it stock market goes up uh, for the pharmaceuticals and uh, even the big stock market the whole stock market seems to go up so they're not worried about they're not worried about afghanistan the marketplace and they're not worried about uh, uh, the covid uh, they, they should be worried about it, and uh, they should be worried not so much about things that uh, they shouldn't have to worry about, like the, who's running Afghanistan as much as who's running the United States and yeah. are our liberties being protected here. I'd like to see that orientation. And of course, that's the theme of what our program does is try to orient uh, not only internationally and and, and uh, talking about a proper role in international affairs, but also 
what concerns should we have uh, for the ramifications of, uh, of all this mischief on the liberties of individual uh, citizens in this country? And that uh, right now is riding pretty high. Uh, if uh, people ever ever wake up and and uh, and many have. But if they wake up and decide, you know, my freedom is important, maybe we ought to deal with that. Because as the economy deteriorates and the foreign policy deteriorates and the empire shrinks, domestically it's going to be a big battle unless we have a completely different attitude about what the proper role of government is. Well, you know, this is a big deal and it's also at an unprecedented speed that it was approved. But it's going to be sold as this is the final stamp of approval. The FDA is God. God Almighty has spoken, and if you don't get a jab, then you're against God and the science. <laughs> but we know that the FDA's record of approving drugs is not all that great. You know, anyone who's had some Vioxx problems, thalidomide problems, you can go down the list of drugs that have been approved that have actually had to be rescinded. Uh, so it's not as set in stone as one might think, or certainly as the mainstream media might want to portray. But the thing that we do know is that everyone who, every American who wants to have a shot has either gotten it or can easily get it without a problem. So what does it mean to have the full FDA approval uh, for, for 12 and above? Actually, the 12 and under, that's still uh, under emergency use at this point. But what does it mean? It means, I think, the door is open now for vaccine mandates. Yes. It's going to be get the shot or get out of work. But what's interesting that we see, Dr. Paul, is that's running up against something else, which is this fundamental labor shortage. And I know this is anecdotal, but I've seen uh, several things where a company, a small company would say, listen guys, you need to get your shot or you're gonna get fired. And they all got together and said, okay, we're leaving. And then they changed the rules. I've seen that several times on Twitter over the weekend. And again, it's anecdotal, but it's gonna be interesting how those two are gonna square. An example of what you just described uh, is what happened in Houston at the Methodist Hospital. Yeah. You know, uh, there were people should take note. How, how, what's going on? If the people who were involved in participating, you know, to the, to an extreme and helping people who had COVID, the nurses and the aides who were exposed, and they come up with a conclusion: I don't want the shot. Yeah. And you'd think you'd think they would at least be recognized. Why aren't you doing this? They must have a perception. So uh, they um, they were fired, laid off temporarily, you know. But they were out of there. Now you hear the the uh, the advertisements. They're going all across the country uh, to find nurses. Yeah, please. Uh, a nursing yeah. shortage. So we, all this thing about a lot of jobs available and no uh, and nobody available, nobody wants to work. It, it is so different than if you're in a depression and uh, people, uh, there are jobs, uh, uh, no, no jobs available. Now they had jobs available, you can't find the people. Only government could create yeah. a situation like Such that. Such a mess. You know, back to on this FDA and, and the approval of this drug and what will happen. And you make the point that, uh, you know, the, you know, the final opinion is is not yet and it's going to be determined but the one the one thing that i personally respond to and have a great deal of concern on the vaccine is, is the effect it has had in the reports on on people with heart trouble yeah. you know the myocarditis and and uh, and and they don't know about that and of course they're not going to advertise that and now that it's changed and they're actually it's more experimental you know uh, one didn't work two must work now we're going to three and and uh, we're going to uh, you know expand the market for the for the shots yeah uh, so I think 
but but I don't think you know if we continue to do what we're doing now and pretend to keep records we're not going to know in a year or two we might not know in detail uh, you know for quite a few years to count it and try to di you know dissect this out and analyze it uh, but already there are some physicians who are much closer to caring for heart patients that have had the vaccine they're concerned about it yeah we even saw data that there's an, there is an increase in young people with with, with heart problems but you made a good point <coughs> which is about the FDA approval and some one of the doctors that I was looking at on on Twitter said this, is, this has got to be unprecedented that the FDA has approved a drug without giving a recommended dosage because we don't know. <laughs> is, it, is it a one shot? Is it two shot? Now is it three shots? So nobody knows what the dosage is. Uh, someone else can, can look that up. But, you know, uh, Alex Berenson we talk about a lot. He just tweeted out something interesting from Israel, which is a lot of people there are taking the third dose. And I think uh, 15 of them have died now after that. So let's put up that first uh, that first clip, this is just kind of says what we were talking about. FDA gets full approval for Pfizer, but still remains emergency use for 12 to 15 year olds pending more data. But here's, this, here's the thing, Dr. Paul, <clears throat> and if we can go to the next one, there are a lot of questions that remain. We do not have the answers, but these questions are no longer being asked by people who've been kicked off the social media. This is the mainstream media asking big questions about it. And here's Bloomberg over the weekend there's growing concern that vaccinated people may be more vulnerable to serious illness from the COVID Delta variant than previously thought. Let's go to the next clip because this is uh, the first two paragraphs of that Bloomberg article, Mainstream. Anecdotes tell us what the data can't. Vaccinated people appear to be getting the coronavirus at a surprisingly high rate. But exactly how often isn't clear, nor is it certain how likely they are to spread the virus to others. Okay, we don't know. Then they go on to say, though it's evident vaccination still provides powerful protection against the virus. That's their claim. There's growing concern that vaccinated people may be more vulnerable to serious illness than previously thought. And I think that's a, a really big question mark. And in fact, another mainstream, in fact, a government publication. Let's look at the next one. The BBC put out this astonishing tweet over the weekend if we could do that third one very very astonishing tweet raising the questions bbc is catching covid now better than the vaccine now we appear to have some protection do we need to keep boosting or can nature take its course bbc dr paul writing about the potential benefits of natural immunity so i just kind of sense the tide turning a little bit with these questions Boy, uh, that that's hopefully uh, we have some enlightenment is, is what we re really need. So did, did you have another thing on that? No, we'll okay, have to keep yeah, an okay. eye on this approval. Right. <laughs> now, I want to shift a little bit over to uh, the, uh, the mask business. We talked a lot about the mask already last week. Uh, we will continue to talk about it because there's lots of controversy. And now, now it looks like the people... Are too, too many. It sounds like too many people are accepting this thing. Oh, we're going to get wearing the mask again, and it, uh, you know, parents uh, they claim are demanding it. The, the teachers we know always demanded it, so it's uh, it's back to it. But here's a um, here's an article on Zero Hedge. It says CDC berries. I can't believe it. Yeah. I wouldn't believe the CDC wouldn't be open to us. CDC Berry study finding that students masking has no, significant, no statistically significant benefit. 
it doesn't say it causes harm, but there are people out there who say that there's not only no help, but there's some harm done uh, with the mask. But this particular article is make, making the point that, uh, you know, the CDC didn't particularly want even this article to get out. And it's still amazing. You must They must have, uh, you know, employees there that will, they, they can't control everything that gets put on the CDC site. And once in a while, you know, the, the truth comes out or the proper role is done. So, so they... Uh, uh, they, they didn't. They, they didn't recommend it, but it actually got printed in a CDC study. Well, this was a big investigative report, and again, mainstream media starting to get a little bit curious about this. This is the New York Magazine, hardly a, a fringe publication, at least from the mainstream perspective. They looked into the study that the CDC did in May of this year, a massive study, 92,000 people involved in this study. And what it found, as you say, is no statistically significant difference between school children masked or unmasked. And what the CDC did is that when it summarized this entire study, it simply left that part out and left the other parts in talking about the benefits of increased ventilation and HEPA filters, et cetera, et cetera. They left a part out that showed that the masks didn't do much at all. And the New York Magazine, to its credit, is hiring some journalists they looked into it and said, this is a real question mark. And we know this because countries overseas, even in Europe, which is hysterical about the virus, kids at school are not masked. They're not forced to wear masks. And not only that, not only did they uh, fail to mention the results of this part, or at least to emphasize what should be an important study, just, and this is the New Yorker magazine, the New York magazine, on July 9th, a little more than a month after the study was published, the CDC released updated guidance for schools, including the recommendations that masks be worn. So their own study two months earlier said masks do nothing. Two months later, they said wear the mask. Tell me that's not politics over science. It, it doesn't make much sense, does it? So yeah. here's, a, here's another article that uh, John Anderer uh, published. And his conclusion is, is not only, he's not neutral on this, it doesn't harm, it doesn't harm or protect. This says most face masks won't stop COVID-19 indoors study warns. And of course, that's been around for a long time. And he says new research reveals that cloth mask filter 10% of exhaled aerosols with many people not wearing coverings that fit their face. So this is this, this is the whole thing. But uh, it's, it's a symbol. Uh, it's a political symbol now. It's a religious symbol, uh, and I use that word very casually. Uh, they have a religious fervor uh, f uh, because it, it drives to hate the devil, and of course, uh, uh, the devil is, is, uh, is uh, you know, you, you know, you know our, our president or our, our former our former president Trump. They, they he he's the one that has to be attacked. And uh, but but then this attack, I often thought about the Republicans who who turned, which they had every right to if it was done on principle, because we've made our own criticism. But it's it's all it seems to be so emotional. It's it's a, my argument for all that business on the campaign was uh, that uh, most of these people, especially disgruntled Republicans. And, and the Democrats are very, very jealous. Yeah. Jealous because he said what he believed and the, and, the, and the real tragedy was that people liked what he was saying or liked to hear a straight, 
uh, you know, straight talk. So they, they support it. But what happened was, uh, uh, was this was converted, uh, you, you know, jealousy just has converted into uh, outright hate. Hatred. And that's why you see all this stuff. And, uh, of course, uh, we, we vote for uh, Trump being more consistent on his efforts because we praise him when he says something right. But uh, we're not going to be hesitant if he's uh, muddying up the waters. Yeah, and he said some dumb things at his rally that he was booed for. But I guess we'll move on to something else. And again, Dr. Paul, I mean, people are going to stop watching us because we're the mainstream media now. But this <laughs> is a this is a exclusive that Reuters had over the weekend, actually on the 20th of August, which is that the FBI reported that they have scant evidence, quote, scant evidence that the January 6th attack on the Capitol was the result of an organized plot to overturn the presidential election result. So all the hysteria from Pelosi on down, everyone's saying this is the worst insurrection since the Civil War, uh, AOC cowering for her life uh, inside the building, uh, needing to have therapy afterward because she was so traumatically disordered because of it. The FBI has been combing, combing the world for evidence, arrested 570 coup plotters, and then it throws up its hands and says, you know what, there just isn't evidence that this was anything remotely like an organized coup attempt. But, but you have to, I, I, I at least think about how, how does this work? How do the operation works? Because we do know that the Haydens of the world and the big shots who run it and the insiders and the deep state have a lot of control. But all of a sudden they come up with this. I, I don't think they sit around and say, hey, we have to give in on this issue. I think that there's still an element of truth finders, even in the FBI. Matter of fact, over the years, I, I admit, quite a few people who had been in the FBI and I didn't see them as sinister people yeah. and and there's been a lot of respect uh, sometimes uh, uh, not necessarily accurately uh, uh, bestowed upon the FBI but but anyway uh, uh, th there's somebody who came up with that they 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 had to admit <laughs> there's there's no evidence for that and uh, but but it'll get buried or forgotten and uh, but there'll be a, somebody out there will keep talking about it, and it's information that we, we do need to know about. But, you know, it's important because this was the basis of the second Trump impeachment. So the whole <laughs> thing was bogus. They didn't even do an investigation first. That was his impeachment. That's his ban from social media. That's the ban from many others from social media that they were part of this insurrection. And, uh, in fact, it's funny, and I should have found the picture, but someone posted a meme over the weekend. Uh, it just had a bunch of goofy... That goofy guy with the horns inside the building. This is not an insurrection. And underneath it, it showed the Taliban taking power and sitting at the presidential desk with their guns. This is an insurrection. <laughs> this is what it looks like. A bunch of guys with guns who literally take oh, over. Not a, a bunch point. of goofballs with horns on their heads. You know, I'm always disappointed that when we see this evidence, it seems so logical uh, for us to look at this and say, people should be skeptical more so than ever. They should question about masks and they should question about the treatment and at least listen to the doctors who say, you know, outpatient treatment with medications unapproved by the FDA and pro in a way prohibited by the FDA. Why, why can't people just look at it? And why, I, I want more skepticism, but most of the time people, as troubles brew, they want more and more government. You yeah. know, it's sort of the, the saying, 
the, the government screws up the monetary system. It's too much printed press, printing press money. So what we need is more and more and more. Yeah. So if you have regulations messing things up in this employment thing, we mentioned just a little while ago, uh, people are, are uh, uh, you, you know, they can't find enough people to work in a weak economy. Yeah. And uh, it's all a construct of, of uh, bad economic uh, policy. I want people to be more questioning. We have a right to, we have an obligation to, it's a moral obligation that we have. We have a constitutional obligation uh, to try to live, uh, you know, within reason, following, following the rules on restraints on the government. You know, one the part of the Constitution I like the best, and there's several I don't like, but the, the whole idea is it, there's a lot of thou shalt not to yeah. the federal government. Yeah. And uh, every once in a while, you, if it benefits the opposition right now, if a state governor is doing something better than the national government, then they'll defer the federal, the uh, state government. But most of the time, the separation, the separation of local authority and federal authority is very difficult. A federal authority and international authority, it's, it's difficult to do. And now we have the problem of distinguishing between the authority of the corporate state yeah. and the banking state. I mean, that, that's when it gets very hard for an easy solution. I say less government. Yeah. <laughs> the least is the best. Well, here's the, the final, at least my final word on this, which is the more troubling aspect of the fact that now they're saying, hey, that wasn't really an insurrection, because calling it that at the time, if you remember, that was a way to squash any kind of questioning of the election, you know, because if that was the case, then if you were questioning the election, then you were one of the insurgents. You are, therefore, possibly going to get arrested. So if there was shenanigans going on in the elections, uh, and there looks to be some evidence always that there is, if something funny was going on, it was a fantastic, perfect way to cover it up by saying, hey, you better not question this vote because otherwise you are an insurgent and you're going to go to jail. I think that shut a lot of people up. And uh, for some reason, you know, the logic of it all was if there was truly, uh, which I do believe, reason to question exactly what went on, that instead of forcing people to make conclusions on both sides with the absolute truth and, and fight it out, why, why, don't, why don't both sides agree to have a true audit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and find out what went on. But uh, there's, there's one side that wants the audit and the other side that doesn't. It should make you very, rather suspicious of what's, what's going on. So um, we... Um, Bush era, NASA had that we didn't do that. Yeah, Hayden. Michael Hayden. Hayden, yeah. boy, unbelievable. This is I, cu I couldn't believe this one. <laughs> uh, Bush era NSA head says it's a, a good idea to send unvaxxed Trump supporters. Uh, where would he want to send them? Uh, to protect it? Are they going to be quarantined? Yeah, he wants to send them to Afghanistan, yeah. quarantine them in Afghanistan, go for a three-year tour. Yeah. You know? so Let's put up that tweet. That, that, is, really, that is really pretty wild. I, I, wonder, I wonder how I, well, I guess it's happened in the past. Uh, people get a shorter prison term by volunteering for the military. Yeah. Let's actually move ahead a couple. We're going to skip these for now. Skip to Michael Hayden's tweet. Uh, it's forward us a couple more. The yeah, here it is. General Michael Hayden, director of the Central Intelligence Agency, director of the National Security Agency, two of the highest, most sensitive positions in the United States government, should be non-political jobs. Here is Michael Hayden 
Someone tweets, can we send the MAGA wearing unvaxxed to Afghanistan? No use sending that plane back. General Michael Hayden, good idea. It's a good <laughs> idea to send people who support President Trump, who decide not to get a certain medical treatment, to die in the front lines in Afghanistan. That, that shows a lot about the character of these people. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, um, the interpretation or the understanding of the character of most people in Washington, uh, they don't deserve uh, high praise, let me tell you. Yeah. you. You've met a few of them. Yeah. And, but it's, it's the motivation. And one thing I wrestled with over the years is I do believe that a small number of people who truly believe in something and have an idea are very, very powerful and they influence the rest. And when you get uh, half of the population agreeing with these leaders, uh, the ideological leaders, then, then things uh, change. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a real struggle to uh, see how people, how they get away with this uh, and the people don't wake up uh, because most people don't want to fight and they go by and they, they're complacent and they're doing okay and maybe somebody else will fix it up. But I tell you what, every once in a while in, uh, in history and in, in, in society and politics, people finally will have to stand up. And I think that's what we're wrestling with, the, the blind acceptance of uh, what happened 18 months ago and do what the government tells us. That's your political and uh, your duty, your moral duty. And we need, it's the proper role of government is to take care of everybody. Yeah. And people go over it. But now, now I, I, we see more people uh, and more people resisting. I love it when I see people out there, uh, 50 or 60,000 people having fun. Yeah. You know, so. Well, you know, it's our hope seeing the kinds of people, the kinds of character that Michael Hayden, so many others like him, James Clapper, the others. It's our fervent hope that middle America, who is tends to be patriotic, they love the flag, that they would start seeing the kinds of creeps that are wrapping themselves in the flag and fleecing them these people literally want to kill middle America. Uh, and the generals who've lied to us for 20 years about Afghanistan, the best equipped army in the world, greatest army, greatest fighting force in the world, turns out they weren't that great because the whole thing was fake. It was all a lie. So we can just hope that patriotic Americans can be more patriotically skeptical of the military leadership, of the intelligence leadership, of the law enforcement leadership because these people have shown themselves over and over again to be a very, very low character. You know, I keep wondering why we don't get more converts, and we do get some uh, with uh, the exposure of Robert Kennedy because he, you know, the Kennedys are, are tagged as being progressives and mm -hmm. liberal Democrats and this sort of thing. Of course, uh, they're except Kennedy, Robert, uh, JFK was exceptional because he was anti-war. Yes. But Robert Kennedy was, was uh, you know, I would say, uh, of course, this is the son, but uh, that family has always been progressive and, yeah. and liberal. And uh, you would think that the progressives and liberals now that are just bowing to all this stuff, I don't know why uh, I should say uh, why we can't see even more attention given to Robert Kennedy because what he does is he really gives credibility to what we say when we, we talk about corporatism and uh, the power of the pharmaceutical industry. He yeah. is great on that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that uh, 
the people should start the ones who disagree with us generally. Well, why is it that, you know, one of your heroes, yeah. <laughs> you know, in a way, uh, are saying, look, there's something screwy going on and you can't depend on what we have in government when they'd like to look at what they do to the Kennedys. Well, you know, our, our coalition with progressives has been battered over the past few years. That's true. But it still remains and it still holds in so many important areas. People like Glenn Greenwald and Matt Taibbi and others, there's uh, Dennis Kucinich. There still are uh, progressives out there and there still are conservatives out there because our relationship with conservatives hasn't always been that great either. But there still is a coalition and we're hoping that, you know, in this era where everything has to be atomized and torn apart, that we can actually continue to nurture a coalition with progressives and conservatives. Well, we're going to rouse some real emotions right now. Yeah. So uh, this is yeah, this is going this is hitting hitting below the belt. Yeah. And uh, this is uh, something where they're actually uh, identifying or I can identify mob uh, psychosis. Uh, people are acting totally irrational. Uh, over COVID and our foreign policy. None of that stuff makes sense to me uh, to take on, uh, you know, an empire with, with a little understanding of history, the understanding of Afghanistan, totally ignored for a thousand years. And, and, and also just the whole idea of how nations come and go. And it's usually overstretching uh, overseas and thinking they can run the world. And uh, we're at that point where I think we're obviously on a t downturn. But this is, this is not our policy right now, but it shows the psychology of what's happening. Uh, but I don't think we should look toward this country for our leadership. No, no, no. And we're going to be talking about Australia. Australia. Clip up too, yeah. <laughs> Australian town council sparked outrage after killing rescue dogs to prevent COVID spread. Yeah. Now that's brilliant. Yeah. That's really, you know what? I'll bet we just have a few dog lovers. You know, uh, when my family gets together, <laughs> I have to count how many dogs and how many grandkids there are. And we have a lot of dogs a lot here. Of <laughs> but uh, this, this is just sort of really strange. Uh, First, uh, can, they, can they prove that killing dogs, and, and these are rescue dogs, what were, what were, what were they thinking? Or, or is my assumption right, or is this probably psychotic? It is psychotic. The whole entire island is psychotic. But what the whole purpose of this was, okay, there, there are dogs in a the shelter. They needed to be rescued by people. They were in a dog shelter. The government was so worried that people might leave their lockdown in their virtual prisons in their house and go try to get a dog, maybe to get a little bit of emotional comfort. They were afraid they would try to go to the dog shelter and get a dog, so they killed all the dogs. It's like going to a, uh, a, 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 a grocery store and burning all the groceries up because they're afraid people might go to get groceries. That's how sick things are in Australia. And I tell you, Australia over the weekend had massive, massive rallies against the lockdown. Uh, in many parts, in New, New South Wales and, and et cetera. And we do actually in, uh, applaud these people because they're courageous. And in fact, we've gotten several emails at the Ron Paul Institute from people in Australia, and some very long ones. You would not believe how tragic it is. They all end with the same thing, please pray for us. We are victims down here. We are in prison. You would not believe it. So I just hope and we hope that the Australians find a way to get their freedom back. 
Well, you know, there's a saying that goes, uh, first kill all the lawyers. Yeah. Over there, they say, first kill all the dogs. All the dogs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's, that's really sad. It is. And I have a couple of things. Speaking of Australia, let's put up this next clip. This shows how wonderfully their lockdowns are going. If we can put the next clip up here, Australia. Here are their lockdowns over and over and over. November 26th, the virus is eliminated. Lockdown, 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 lockdown. How many times have they locked down and the cases continue to go up? It's had zero effect, yet they continue doing it. And here's something else out of uh, Romania, Dr. Paul, that makes me scratch my head. This is an orthopedic surgeon. I'll go to the next clip, please, and, uh, who tweeted this out over the weekend. Very fascinating. How do we explain the situation in Romania? Only 25% of the vaccinate of the population is vaccinated. Cases and deaths are plummeting. The government is closing down vaccinating centers and selling the vaccines to the West. And go to the next one. Here's a little bit of a close-up on what's happening. And this is from Reuters. Um, Daily reported infections and deaths are plummeting, even though less than a quarter of the population is taking the vaccine. And in fact, they're closing the vaccine centers and the COVID hospitals. This is a head scratcher. We have no idea what's going on, but we're grateful to the doctor from Romania for passing that information on. And that's it for me. All right, <laughs> very good. I, I want to uh, close with uh, a, a short quote from uh, Thomas DiLorenzo, a friend of ours, and writes on Lou Rockwell's side frequently. Because there's one thing that really bugs me because we uh, have to contend with the people who more or less want to bury the concept of uh, natural immunity. And uh, they want to totally ignore it. And they really do. You, you know, they want vaccines and the other stuff. And the, even if you have natural immunity, most of the time they ignore it. You know, that doesn't count. Uh, we, we've heard that. But uh, uh, Tom makes a statement here, which I think is real good. I mean, it's just a real short quote. He says, um, he's lamenting this fact. To return to the United States, one must fill out a CDC form in which you must declare that you have either had a COVID test that was negative in the past three days or you have recovered from COVID and, and, and Tom has, and therefore presumably are naturally immune. <laughs> There's total, total contradiction. Yeah. Yeah, they do that, but what they'll do is they'll, they'll look at that and... Uh, and, and probably say, well, we have to be stricter. We have to, you have to do it whether you've had it or not. And of course, there's evidence now, and, and uh, I'm always suspect, is that uh, the vaccines may be uh, participating, you know, in the alteration of the virus and, and giving, giving us those variants. And uh, only time will tell, and it might always be, be confusing because these cold viruses, they're very tricky. <laughs> and they've been around for a long time, and uh, so. But anyway, I want to thank our viewers today for uh, tuning in uh, to the Liberty Report. And uh, just remember, our goal is to limit the size of government because we want to maximize the effects on you as personal liberty, safety, and security without the government running and controlling our lives. It's a, it's a good goal because, quite frankly, I am convinced that the more freedom a country and a people have, the more prosperous they are and the less wars that are fought. Peace and prosperity is the way to go with promoting personal liberty. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.